Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts and I am your coach for this episode. As always, thank you guys for continuing to download the podcast. Thank you for continuing to share it. I want you to go ahead and go ahead and check out my website at iamreneroberts.com if you have not done so already. There you can find the booking link for private coaching. I am a life coach and you can also find the episodes of this podcast. Go ahead and check out Facebook and Instagram as well at iamreneroberts. And of course, my ultimate goal is for each episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery, healing, and forward progress for your life. So let's get your life moving forward even more. You know, in the last couple of episodes, episodes uh, 59 and 60, we've been talking about... um, how to be a support, you know, establishing a protocol for being a support to those that are grieving. And I thought I was going to end it there, but then I read a couple of posts from some individuals. So many losses are happening uh, in this season, and um, they were kind of voicing their complaints about individuals telling them how to grieve. Like they really went off and I enjoyed the pose, but at the same time was a little disheartened because I'm like, who in the heck is trying to tell anyone how to grieve? And so that stirred my heart. You know how I am. And this is why I came up with don't tell me how to grieve. So in this episode, I want to literally uh, just kind of deal, talk to the grievers for a little bit. You know, the last couple of episodes, I talked to the supporters, but now I want to give a little heart medicine to the grievers because it is very interesting how people just have the audacity to try and tell others how to grieve. You know, it doesn't matter if you've had loss yourself. Um, you still don't have the right to tell someone else how to grieve. If that's how you chose to grieve, more power to you. But we cannot dishonor or disrespect the process of someone else's grieving simply because we think it's better. Uh, you know, even as people of faith, we have to be so careful with this. Uh, trying to impose faith uh, on individuals that are grieving. Listen, if they are of the faith, they will be okay. Give people the space to uh, deal with God and their own feelings and themselves in this process by themselves. They They do not need our judgment and they do not need our warped uh, sense of grief processing, for lack of better words. You know, everyone has a unique way of grieving. Every single one of us will grieve differently or we have grieved differently. And that should be respected. That should definitely be respected. You know, in the world of therapy and psychology, there are various stages of grief uh, that include denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Now, those are the the five main, or I would call them the basics. Uh, but these stages don't necessarily mean that you're progressing or regressing in healing. These stages are simply intended to provide a framework uh, for understanding the psychological process of grief. Because although the pain is felt in the physical body, it originated in your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. It originated in your psyche. So, so psychologists have come up with this these these various stages that most human beings go through when they suffer loss. It does not mean that they're in any particular order, even though through research it shows that these are the the most common order of 
orders or stages that it goes through. But, you know, you'll bounce between stages, back and forth on stages. Depends on the person. Depends on where you are psychologically. Depends on the relationship of the one that you you lost. Uh, So many different factors play into how an individual will process, process through pain or to grieve or will grieve. But we have to be mindful that we're not imposing our own beliefs concerning grief on someone else. So my objective in this episode is to simply validate the feelings and provide tools and aids to those that are grieving and want to heal for it. Uh, that is my goal in this this particular episode. And so, of course, here I go at my list. You know, I have a list of seven that I want to share with you. These are things that just kind of came into come into my heart. There's nothing you're going to find on Google. And if you find it on Google, it is by coincidence. But, you know, these are things that I'm sharing from my heart. You know, these are authored by Coach Renee. All right. Even in the last two episodes, those are all my thoughts, my feelings, my heart on the matter. So I want to just share you a little more. And see, these are things I do as a coach, you know. So even in, you know, sidebar, if you're grieving and and you just need someone to help you process through this 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 time in your life reach out to me go to my website check it out and um book a book a session with me and if you don't see anything available you know message me send me an email uh so that i can uh tend to you expediently okay um so here here's my list of 7 things that uh can help validate these feelings for you all and to help provide tools and if you're not grieving you may know of someone who is pass this on to them don't keep it to yourself okay so number one no one can determine the length of your healing journey but you i want you all to understand and if you are listening to me and you are in a grieving season no one can determine the length of your healing journey except for you There is no patent on grieving. Death affects each and every one of us differently. Some people bounce back super fast, but other people require time. And time can be from months to years. But who are we to judge? We can't determine the length of anyone's healing journey. You're you're behind the wheel on this. It's not even on God. You know how we say, Jesus, take the will. No, this is up to you. And there's no wrong timing. There's no wrong answer to this. Uh, no one can determine that. So stop allowing people to to put their time restraints on you for healing. You have the power over that. And whenever you feel this time, guess what? You'll proceed with your journey. Number two. Surround yourself with individuals that respect your process and create safe space for you to grieve. We have to stop yielding our our vulnerabilities to people that can't handle us. When I lost my grandmother, I had to be very protective of my own heart, my own space, because I refused to give my vulnerability over to people that could not handle my vulnerability. Not everyone that checked on me was safe for me. And so I pass that on to you. Not everyone that checks on you is safe for you. And we're not, I'm not here to challenge their motives. Their intents may be so pure and they may sincerely want to be there for you and to help you through this. But not everyone that is available is healthy for you. 
And you have to be, you know, in those times, it's hard for you to determine really what's healthy and what's not healthy because you're in such a vulnerable space. But I'm hoping that you're hearing me right now. That with vulnerability, you have to you you have to just take your time and and make sure you're surrounded with people that you trusted even before this incident or before the death, before the loss. We want to make sure that we are careful in this time because you don't want people uh, taking advantage of your process and we don't want people creating unsafe spaces for you to heal. So let's be mindful of that. Number three, don't feel pressured to rid of things until you are fully ready to. I want you to, to give yourself grace to respect the sentimental process. You don't have to get rid of anything of your loved ones if you don't want to. Let people call you a hoarder. Let them call. Let them say you're not willing to let go. Listen, at some point you have to let go, but you will let go in your time. Hold on to it until you're ready to rid of it. That's okay. Because as you heal, you will eventually uh, get rid of what needs to be gotten rid of, give away what needs to be given away, uh, all of these things, you know. And unless you're under some type of legal pressure to, to get things moving, take your time. You don't have to get rid of anything until you are fully ready to. <clears throat> Number four, don't feel pressured to get back into routines that included the one you lost so quickly. Take your time. The, you know, this may be a good, good time, a more opportune time to create new routines because sometimes the old and familiar routines that we have with our loved ones that's no longer with us, those things bring us even more pain. They, you know, it's like putting alcohol on the wound. So it's okay to break routine. It's okay to go do something totally different. It's okay to go away, go on a trip, escape. It's okay to just not be pressured to get into that routine of life again if you don't want to and if you don't have to. Take the time to to give yourself time to adjust to this this void that is now in your life. And I'm using particular words intentionally, such as death and voids and loss, because those are our actualities when we lose someone we love. And to skirt around it um, and try to sugarcoat it does not help the healing process. So I hope that I, you don't feel like I'm being insensitive in this time. Um, I'm really just being an aid to your healing process. Number five, when asked about your feelings, be honest. Don't suppress what's natural. Your feelings are natural. And when, if people are going to be bold enough to ask you how you're feeling, which if they listen to my other episode, they will know not to ask that question. But just in case some people don't know and they're saying in sincerity, how are you feeling? Tell them how you're feeling and don't feel don't think twice about it. I'm I'm feeling horrible. I'm in pain. My heart is broken. I feel lost. I feel like giving up. I feel confused. Whatever the feelings are, don't suppress them. They are natural. Give them the business. Give them the truth. And then it's up to them to do with that what they 
feel they can do with that. Because the reality is most of us don't know what to do with that, which is why I advise it's not the best question to ask. You know, we can stick to questions such as, you know, how are you feeling in this moment? And um, what can I do to aid in this moment of what you're feeling? Number six, cry as much as you want to. Honey, cry until your eyes are swollen and in need of ice, tomatoes, and cucumbers. Cry until you feel better. Cry until your heart is content um, and exhausted of tears. Because crying is good for the soul. Crying does not make you weak. Crying is only for the elite. It is only for the strong. And I am not implying that anybody has to cry. But if you're suppressing a cry because you feel like you've cried too much or I shouldn't be crying by now, I want you to uh, I want you to um, abandon that uh, faulty way of thinking. No, crying is good for you. Crying is healthy. It's a it's a release. It's 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 something that's supposed to help cl- help wash the pain. You understand what I'm saying? Give us a little breathing room. And it's even better when you have someone that, that you can cry on uh, some, you know, that safe place I was talking about where you could just cry on their shoulder, cry in their laps, cry in their arms, cry, cry, cry. Let the tears flow. They are good for your soul. And guess what? Eventually. The tears will begin to evaporate and you will not have any more tears because that pain would be over. But of course, that's a process. I just want to give you an uh, optimistic outlook on your tears. Understand that you may be crying every day right now. You may be crying every night, but understand that this will pass eventually. But give yourself time and respect your tears. Allow them to flow as much as they need to. And number seven, my last one, do not be afraid to explore grief therapy, grief counseling, or grief coaching. Yes, there is offered in all those aspects of mental health, all those domains of mental health. You know, sometimes you just need someone to join you on the journey, to be there with you, to help guide you through the process. And I'm not talking about just walking you through the stages of grief. We can find that online. We can find that everywhere. But sometimes you need that interpersonal connection where you can literally sit you can have somebody sitting in the pain with you, helping you to navigate through those moments, giving you tools and tips on how to navigate through those moments. Because understand, you will be on a roller coaster of emotions for some time. And once again, it depends on the degree of the connection and the loss. You know, when I lost my grandmother, it, you know, it took me time to fully heal. Now, I'm not a big crier. Uh, so to speak, I will cry, but I'm not I just like this baller. But um, that hurt me so bad when my grandmother left uh, transition. And it took me time to um, deal with that. Now, I did not seek professional help. Um, thinking back, I probably should have. <laughs> but God is faithful. And I'm pretty I'm, I, I consider myself pretty smart. So, um, you know, I did a lot of reading, I did a lot of, you know, researching even back then just on grieving and and 
and I have, and I gained a new perspective on death in all of that, which I'm not going to share in this episode. I do not feel it's appropriate at this moment, but I do want you to understand that, um, you know, as I was reading on these different things, um, the value of getting assistance through these moments became so enlightening to me and that I now, uh, I assist people in it and I'm always encouraging it when people have suffered loss. So I encourage you, don't be afraid. It doesn't make you crazy and something's wrong with you. You know, when something gets injured in our lives and such as a loss, uh, death or a loss, um, we sometimes need a, a, a doula to help us through it. We need a midwife. We need an assistant. We need someone who's going to ride alongside us and, and just help remind us to keep breathing and remind us to, to keep crying and remind us to keep grieving the healthy way. This is all a part of the grief process. And um, it's a part of your uh, ability to bounce back and to recover. So don't be afraid, guys. And you know what, you know, in closing this particular episode, my prayers are with every single person that's under the sound of my voice that's grieving or for every person that you may know that's grieving. I pray that all of the hearts will heal and the souls will be restored. I pray that the pain of every single loss will become lesser with each passing day. Listen, I know you will outlast this pain. I promise you, you will outlast this pain. You are so much stronger than you feel. I have your back and you know that Coach Renee loves you. So until next time, family, stay optimistic, stay hopeful, keep healing forward. And um, I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Have a great one, family.